During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems, like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on selected gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. And I'm recording. Gus, go with the theme song. No, I don't do that. No? I'm not a bit. Get the fuck out of here. If everything goes right, probably not. As always, Gustarola. Hey, I am Jeff Ramsey. I'm a secret wild player. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. What a way to end. That was funny. I want to say in context that what I said there was... What's it like? I'm some kind of secret WoW player. I was denying that I was a secret uh-huh. WoW player. You were sure. edited. That's not what the uh, the tape says. You should sue the, that, the that man for defamation. And now it's out there, and people are just going to believe it. Yeah. And I'm a secret WoW player. We'll have to... Uh, you just said it again. ...bury a retraction song <laughs> in next week's podcast. Uh, no, no. We'll, someone will send us a retraction song this week, and in about five months, we'll play it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As always, if you have a song you'd like to send us, email it to podcast at roosterteeth.com. But please wait five months. <laughs> Mileage may vary. <laughs> you have to watch what you say on this podcast now that we can be edited. It's true. Like, I went out and bought this vacuum cleaner. Man, that thing can suck. But the guy who sold <laughs> to me was a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing? You're, you're, you've been sick for the past couple of days, Bernie. No, I, I'm fine. You're I'm fine? fine. You're the one who is sick. <laughs> I have allergies. Right. After we... After what are, what we, kind of... What are ass allergies? How it, does that... No, no, I didn't have that shit. I didn't have... <laughs> literally, I didn't, I didn't have that thing that he had. After we uh, posted the podcast last week, I, I went out to dinner. Then I woke up Thursday morning incredibly sick. And I think I didn't get out of bed till Sunday. And uh, I hear Bernie caught a little bit of it, but not quite as bad. I don't know. I was pretty bad. But I didn't have the stuff that you had. Like, I had no intestinal problems I, I had a fever i had what they call cedar fever cedar fever at some point during the weekend you told me you wanted to die <laughs> me yeah i know i thought i was going to die you also accused me of trying to kill you on monday morning that's true bernie was well i guess over am yeah listen i'm a big baby when i get sick <laughs> and my, my wife would be the first one to tell you that she it's did like, she know. told me sunday <laughs> yeah when i when i get sick it's it's the end of the world I think I've read a couple of journals like that too, right? It's like playing yeah. left, it's like playing Left 4 Dead for you. Once those germs pounce on you, it's like, ah, hey, get it off, get it off. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, I'm I, in capped. I have a hundred and one degree I'm fever. In would, I, would a meteor please <laughs> land on the Earth and destroy all life as we know it? That so, would be great. Someone give me an adrenaline shot. <laughs> your, your 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 impression of me is very favorable. I say. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's usually more panicked than that and angrier. But we're we're glad to have you back, regardless. Yay! I'm, 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 you're on uh, you're on some kind of a roll. This is your second podcast in a row. I was going to say I was here last week. You said welcoming me back. I was you're, I welcoming was back to the office. You were out. You were sick. I was gone a day. You were gone half a week. Yeah. He's got a point. I was gone two days. <laughs> half a week. I mean, I know laying in bed for three days is like Mexican working, but. You know. <laughs> and that's wow. the end of Bernie's political career. <laughs> I, could, I could see that one all over CNN. 
I meant northern Mexico. Specifically the region where Gus <laughs> is from in Mexico. Not to generalize. Well, on that great racist note. <laughs> um, Wait, can I point out something? Yeah, what's up? It, well, though being laid up for the weekend with cedar fever, I still couldn't finish fucking Mass Effect. <laughs> how is that possible? How, how long is that game? How close are you? I don't know. I'm on my 50th run through. You, okay. <laughs> 50th run through. I saw you playing it last so you night, ten, right? Ten more to go. <laughs> well, I, just, all I think Jeff just went down. <laughs> I just caught cedar fever. <laughs> what is cedar fever? Why do they always say that in Texas? Uh, because we, sounds, that sounds like something fake to me. We have the. I, I don't have allergies, but as I understand it, Austin, Texas, is the epicenter for cedar allergies in the world. Like so cedar the, fever is not actually like an illness. It's just allergies. It's just really bad cedar allergies. See, I missed I, work I for two days because I had bile coming out of my ass. You missed work <laughs> for a day because you had allergies, Bernie. Gross. Is it really fever, though? Like, is it related to hay fever? I, well, you can get... It can cause some serious problems. Like, before my wife realized she had allergies, she got uh, pneumonia from it. Oh, my Jesus. What is with the sick podcast? Yeah. I don't know. That was two years ago. What? Nerds are sickly? And her pneumonia got and so have bad allergies that she that. busted Fucking her eardrum. Have All you, from allergies. Have you seen a guy who's been posting videos online of raps that he makes from tuberculosis quarantine? Yes, that's awesome. What? No. no. Yeah, they're awesome, except for the it's dude. Australian everyone's kind of glazing over the fact that the dude is in tuberculosis quarantine. And that's, I guess we're just supposed to accept that. That's really what, what is he coming to us from 1950? No, I mean this is the new thing now that all these germs that we thought we had eradicated are now coming back. Like I know there was that dude who had like that super rare contagious tuberculosis like last year and then got on a plane. Remember that? Fucker. And the CDC had to like track him down and track everyone down on the plane and then all their families. Yeah, they they publicly kind of shamed that guy too, didn't they? Yeah, they fucking threw him under the bus. <laughs> they really did. Huh? Yeah, but they used to have tuberculosis colonies. Yeah. Where you just go live if you had tuberculosis. They still took it pretty seriously. When, when I was in the army, I had to get T, what they call the TB time test every year while I was in, where they like inject a little thing on your skin, and if it bubbles up, you've got tuberculosis. Don't they still do that for like kids in school? It. Yeah, I, I, I think they do it for little kids, uh, and then they do it for soldiers like every twelve months. Hmm. That sounds terrifying. That's not bad. If I remember at right, the TB test, it's like it's like a little thumbtack, right? Almost, yeah. and they like yeah, they just like poke you. Nothing to it. Yeah. Yep. It's like they tell you it's no big deal. This won't hurt. Unless your arm, if your arm falls off, then we'll know. Yeah, <laughs> this, hey, one hurt, this one hurt unless it does. But if you get a little bump on your arm where we did that shot, we're going to take you away from your family forever. <laughs> You're going to move to an exciting new colony. So I don't get why this guy, like this guy, the raps are very, very funny. And if you haven't seen them, we'll post a link to it. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen them. But I don't know what the prognosis for this dude is. I mean, he's in this quarantine. I don't know if they think he's just going to get over tuberculosis or they're just... You, like, run in these super antibiotics that they have that they don't give to anybody until it's, like, some super bug. Yeah, so I don't understand tuberculosis. Is it something that you can overcome naturally, or do you need, like, tons of drugs to be able to overcome it? Do you know? I don't believe so. I don't think it's something you can overcome. It's just a big, long, chronic lung condition that eventually it's what you die from. Tuberculosis, that's what they used to call that consumption, like, in the 1700s, right? Is, yeah, that, yeah. is that what it was? Got yeah. your history hat on today. Okay. Just, just making sure, like, I want to know. Uh, maybe this guy is on his way out, and he wants to get as much rapping done before he goes as possible. Maybe if he gets enough views on YouTube, he'll live. They'll give him the good <laughs> antibiotics, like if he, if he becomes a partner. <laughs> we'll see. It's like, there's this rapper that I listen to uh, named GM Grimm, who got uh, he got convicted uh, and of some sort of charge, this three-strike-shot kind of thing, and he got, he got a sentence to life in prison, so the day before he went in prison... Like the 24 hours he went in prison, he made as many songs as he could in the studio <laughs> as possible. That's awesome. And put out his last album. 
of the uh, you know, final day of freedom. That, that was like hustle and flow, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah. And then uh, then the dude started studying law when he was in jail and uh, got himself out of jail. He only, he only served three years. Started filing motions. Eventually, he got himself free. Well, that's like Shawshank Redemption. It's yeah. You dude. write enough letters, you're like, "Fuck this guy. <laughs> Somebody can read." <laughs> you were telling me Put the day, isolation. Weren't you telling me the other day that everyone's in jail because of Nancy Reagan? What was the story there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was watching uh, that uh, Morgan Spurlock show, Thirty Days, and he had some. He's had an interesting figure that now in American prisons, more than fifty percent of uh, men incarcerated are incarcerated for drug related crimes. And that since Nancy Reagan, the amount of uh, people in, incarcerated for drug-related uh, convictions has increased 12-fold. And the Nancy Reagan connection is that she launched the Just Say No campaign. Yeah. No, she just bought a shitload of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and since she ratted she's a, everybody out. She was a pusher. <laughs> she's a big narc. She dead, Nancy Reagan? No, I don't think so. Think she's still, still kicking. Alive. Man, that's incredible. Really? She's still alive? I yeah, so. I'm pretty sure she is. Did you, wow. see the, uh, the funny, did you see the funnier die bit with all the presidents, the old uh, SNL presidents? No. It's it's uh it's some political you know, ad or whatever like that, but it's it's got Dana Carvey, Will Ferrell, actually Jim Carrey is Ronald Reagan, and he does an awesome Ronald Reagan, and uh, who else? Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Fred Armiston. You get to the point. <laughs> anyway, I'm saying it's funny. We were talking about I'm Reagan. With, I'm Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey's Reagan was awesome. Jim Carrey's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, it's good to see him doing like that sort of character comedy. He hasn't done it in a while. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd does Carter, right? Yes, it's interesting. Because I think Jimmy Carter's been on, like, this long-standing Jimmy Carter impression for, like, the last ten years himself, <laughs> hasn't he? He goes from, like, winning Nobel Prizes to everybody hating him for being an anti-Semite. Right? <laughs> he goes back and forth between the And two. also insulting current presidents. Wait, people hate him for being an anti-Semite? I must have missed that. Am I getting that right? Or is he too Semitic? <laughs> he's on one of the Semitic polar extremes. Okay. He, he's no, I, I think he. I think he was making pro-Palestinian statements, which then were... Construed. I don't want to say construed or interpreted. Such a yeah. volatile issue, but you know, yeah, he was. He the people were attacking him for being anti-Semitic. <laughs> it's a delicate situation. Yeah. How are you liking Final Fantasy Thirteen, Jeff? Hey, dude, I'm loving it. <laughs> wow. I uh, I don't want to jump. Good lord. Should, I, we high, uh, should we high five? That's a. I am. I'm six hours into the game so far. And you would think being six hours in, I'd have a pretty good handle. Oh, okay. So are the tutorials over yet? No. Okay. I'm still, six hours in, I'm still doing tutorials. <laughs> so how is that first cutscene? <laughs> it's four you know, hours. It's funny you say that. Every time I walk back here to try to look at some of the gameplay, every time I walk in, there's a cutscene on. And Jeff's like, I swear, I was just playing the game right before you walked in. I walked in like ten times yesterday, and nine out of the ten times there was cutscenes on. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You know, but, we, don't, we don't do reviews of games, really. I mean, we just kind of play them and give yeah. a slight opinion. We don't do like in-depth reviews or... Try to put ourselves out there as journalistic. That's reviewers. a good idea because we're clearly biased. Yeah, I think we should review people who play the games and like them. Like people who play Final Fantasy thirteen or the Final Fantasy series, they're fucking crazy people. <laughs> you, you have to. I mean, you have to have an interest in two things: idle animations. You have to really like those, <laughs> and menus. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and item management, like inventory. If, you know, they if you like manage a warehouse, Final Fantasy is the game for you. Can't get so, enough of it. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> we got to be as, careful. As the guy who's played Mass Effect like forty-five times, Je- Jeff, that game's uh, all item management. Jeff made some comments about uh, that's pretty people, my other addiction. People who like Final Fantasy in the latest Awu video, and some people <laughs> in the YouTube comments called oh, yeah. him they call- a fag who will never get laid. <laughs> Whoa, really? It's yeah. because he didn't like Final Fantasy, or he didn't. Li- he, he made fun of people who like Final Fantasy games. And uh, it, good naturedly, I mean, I'm a person that likes Final Fantasy games. I'm playing it right now. I'm six hours in. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, kids. 
Faggies get laid a lot more than you do. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They, they don't have problems with that. They got no issues on that front. Absolutely. And also, they probably don't like Final Fantasy. It's probably too gay for them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so you're, you're six hours in, still have tutorials, but you're liking it? I am liking it, yeah. Wait, what's the last Final Fantasy game you played? Uh, last game I played was 10 2. 10 2. Oh, yeah. Which I, which I, didn't, I did not like. Yeah, I didn't play that. But I liked 10. So. 10, 10, did you say Final Fantasy 10 2? Yeah. yeah. It's like wow. first, first Blood Part 3. Yeah, there was yeah. Final Fantasy 10 2. It was That's like not a, even close to being like First Blood Part 3. First <laughs> Blood is the name of the movie. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous that Final Fantasy VIII is out. It's like, this is the eighth final time we're going to do this. <laughs> and they don't relate to each other, right? No. No, it's funny. Jack was watching me play yesterday, and he goes, and how are these guys related to the people in Ten? And I was like, had to explain to him that they never are related. It's always similar themes, very similar costume design, same identical same summonses. Yeah. Yeah, same attacks, same magic, just... Different worlds, different people. New graphics. Shinier. New, new graphics. Same shallow emotions. Floatier hair. Are you having fun with the game, though? Yeah, it's great. It's a really good game. I, I think Games... everyone keeps asking because no one can believe it. GameSpot gave it a 9, and I'd say that's pretty accurate so really? far. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, they give a 9 for the tutorial phase? Yeah. That was, still in... they, their thing is, they say, <laughs> the thing that I read, I think I read this on Joystick, was that if you can... Sp- if you can suffer through the first 15 and a half hours, the game gets really good. If you can suffer <laughs> through the first 15 and a half hours. But I wouldn't call it suffering. I mean, I'm six hours in and I don't feel like I've suffered. They called it, they are the game journalists. That's true. They review and they called it suffering. It's a fun game. Man, I don't, I mean, can you imagine, do they get assigned games? They must be able to pick them, right? I would hope so, yeah. Does that affect so. the overall review? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I know publishers like picking certain guys, like certain reviewers will give them scores, you know. If if they like like an RPG type game, it's like you want to make sure this guy gets your game and not this guy. I, I know that firsthand. What, how how hard is it? Do you think to have journalistic integrity in the current environment where we are in history of video games? I think it's gonna be next one possible. Yeah, damn near impossible. No, it's it's almost like the early days of radio of like payola and everything. There's just there's almost no morals when it comes to that stuff, right? I agree. And it's just like hey, you know. Everything's a nine, between a nine and a ten, basically, if the game cost over $20 million to make. And, it, and, and then there's these massive ad campaigns that are on the sites that are reviewing the games. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's their number one source of revenue. They're, they're, the ad campaigns are feeding the uh, reviewers. You pretty much just describe why Achievement Hunter will never do reviews. Well, I, we're just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, we're openly biased. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, and that's, it's a lot easier to be biased than it is to have to worry about, oh, I don't want to piss anybody off or say anything that shows that I like something. Speaking of... Uh, Listen, I want to point something out, though, before we go too far away from that. I just want to point out that in the overall organization here, that Jack would be the content maker for Achievement Hunter, and I would be the executive manager of Achievement Hunter, business-wise, in uh-huh. a business perspective. We're more than willing to do reviews. <laughs> if, we, if we can cash in on that payola thing, bring it on. You know what I mean? We could be openly purchased, basically. You know what I can't wait for? What's that? Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy III 2. Aren't they launching like a beta for that or something? If, uh, right. Are they? Like, I think yeah, it, like, something like, like if that. you bought the PS3 version. Just for like the PlayStation. Beta, there's yeah. a beta code for Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I'll say if you're if you're a uh, a developer or a publisher and you hated Gerstmann's uh, Kane and Lynch review, you'll love ours. <laughs> <laughs> so just throwing that out there. Game of the year. Yeah. Every year. Every year. <laughs> every, every site skin. Game of the year. You know, Final Fantasy, and I'm clearly biased, because I've never played Final Fantasy completely talking out of my ass. I'm doing that thing where I'm sniping at something that I have no appreciation for. Which is... You belong on YouTube. <laughs> right, exactly. Sure. No one's, no one's going to get laid. <laughs> but I went straight from being a PC gamer to being an Xbox gamer, and now like a pseudo 
still pseudo PC gamer, kind of, which is going to actually go way up because now that Steam's coming to Mac, I guess we'll talk about that in a second. So I really don't have anything. I have nothing to say. I missed the whole, like, Sony PlayStation generation. I just missed that completely because mm-hmm. I was a PC gamer at that time. And that's when Final Fantasy really hit. Yeah. The guy who plays, like I should say, the guy who plays, the guy who Vic in Red vs. Blue is based on, a guy actually named Vic, mm-hmm. he was my roommate for a short time, and he made me play Final Fantasy VII. Like, and just wouldn't stop talking about it. And so I I think I played like four hours of it and just kind of gave up on it. Well, you only went through 20% of the tutorials in four hours. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> I saw the other day that Final Fantasy 1 and 2 are available on the App Store for on the iPhone now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I might pick those up. Those those were like games I was interested in when I was like much younger, like old NES stuff. I can't keep that stuff straight. Is that actual 1 and 2 or is that American 1 and 2? I, it's actual 1 and 2. Okay. Okay. Do you remember Dragon Warrior? Yes. That, I remember getting a free copy of Dragon Warrior with my subscription to Nintendo Power back in the day. That's the, the, the only RPG I ever really got into. Did you get into it solely because it was free? Uh, probably. Yeah. Because, I mean, at that time, I, you know, I was a kid, and the, the amount of games I had were completely limited by my parents. So I liked it. I remember, like, you have to get the rainbow drop to make the bridge to get to the final boss. Yep. Speaking of... Uh... Jamie, what rain drop got? <laughs> <laughs> What was that? You guys, it was it's, a, it's a, Congo. It's Congo. It's the Amy want raindrop. Drink. Amy want raindrop drink. Yeah, that's how they calm Amy down to fly because she doesn't like to fly. She has anxiety. Amy, of so, course, is the girl who can sign. So they give her martinis and they call it the raindrop drink. Can we nickname Jack Amy? That's yeah. My thing ever. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Whatever, Amy. The, I will say one thing that kind of sucks about Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, before we get off this Final Fantasy kick, is that while I'm playing it for Achievement Hunter, you fuckers are all playing Battlefield Bad Company 2. God, I love that game. And having the best time ever. Oh. <laughs> you can play Battlefield 2 at home? I, I had to play Final Fantasy at home. I had to play six hours so I could get to a point where I could film something. <laughs> <laughs> so I was playing catch-up last night. You have the first I'm video not... cut for that game now, right? Yeah, I do. That's good. Yeah. I'm growing wise. In my... I'm not playing it. You're not playing it? No, it's co-op, and I'm just not a co-op gamer. I can't. I just... Wait, Battlefield? I yell at people too much. Is Battlefield co-op? Well, you play on teams and squads and whatnot. Oh, we're just, that's, we're just like, deathmatch multiplayer stuff. Oh, okay. That's what they're playing. Like, what is a squad rush? Squad ru- rush. Conquest. Rush is my favorite one. Yeah, but... rush, conquest, squad rush, squad deathmatch, and I think that's it. Yeah, I went from level four to level six like in an hour last night. Pretty that, happy about that. That's me, pretty impressive. Me and Pike419 and Government Cheese were, <laughs> were owning the base. What do you play? You play Engineer? Yeah, I play Engineer. What do you play in these days, Jack? Uh, well, I've got my medic maxed out, so I've been playing a lot more engineer, but, uh, when it comes to, if I really want to do some damage, I jump back as my medic. Yeah, medic's pretty awesome yeah. in that game. I think after I get my engineer up a little more, I'm going to switch over to assault. Like, I, last night I unlocked the rocket launcher that you can, the, the heat rocket launcher. It doesn't work with the tracer darts. You can kind of move it after you fire it. Oh, dude, that thing is awesome. But it's not the one that you can, like, it's not the one you were talking about, I don't think. Really? Didn't you say you could? There's like another one that you could like first person guide. No, no, no it's not first person. Oh, oh, oh. but it's like it's like the they have like mounted. It's ATs. like the turret. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. That's that's the one I got. Yeah, that's it's the third rocket launcher. Yeah. I went actually. I used it for a while, but then I went back to my previous rocket launcher because I like the advantage of being able to use tracer darts more. Yeah. Is uh is every other person in the game still playing sniper? Oh yeah. Good lord, dude! The amount of the snipers in that game are so stupid, especially when you're playing like rush. And it's like your team is all like way back at your starting base sniping guys. It's like we have to destroy the set, the the, the uh, whatever the uplinks, and they're all way way back or in the helicopter flying around. And they're like, saying you have to destroy it. We're sniping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like go for it, buddy. 
I got your back. <laughs> it's a fucking pain in the ass. There's, so, there's way too many snipers in that game. But the best part of that is if you get within like 30 feet of a sniper, they have no idea, and you can just walk up and like, stab. <laughs> I spent some true. time doing that. So and I never see you. I was trying to get the dentist achievement for a while last night. Couldn't. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been trying to, I, I've been trying to defib somebody to death because Jack did it once, <laughs> but I screwed up a few times. And there's nothing more embarrassing than going in for a stab or a defib and missing and having the guy turn around and just go, boop. Yeah. yeah. You feel like an idiot. I, I did that to a guy last night. I, I, I like, Someone had a motion sensor, so I knew there was a guy behind me, and I turned, and he swung and missed right in front of me, and I shot him in the head and killed him. Nothing better than that. <laughs> Sounds like good times. Taking that. Very, very, very good. I, I saw a great video online where uh, it was Modern Warfare 2. A guy was in the top of some barn, and he came across a sniper just crouched, laying down, looking out a window, and he got the guy's gamer tag by looking at him, brings up his Xbox Live dashboard, sends the guy a message saying, <laughs> hey, turn around. <laughs> Sends it, goes back to the main dashboard, then drops out of the dashboard. When the dashboard drops away, the guy is standing up, turn around, and shoots him right in the face as soon as he drops his dashboard. How he knew he dropped his dashboard, I don't know. Just kind of it was lucky timing. Yeah, it was a very funny video. That's awesome. Did, Great payoff. Speaking of Modern Warfare 2, did you see that video that I guess was on Dig the other day about um, the guy who like recammed the No Russian level in oh, Modern yeah. Warfare 2? I watched that yesterday. Like, he recammed it and cut it like if, as if it was... Uh, Made for TV or like a movie. When you say he recammed it, did he do it on PC then? Or? Yeah, it's all PC, like third okay. person cam. Interesting. So he, what would that entail? Like security cam footage and just different edits? Like a free cam, yeah. Like yeah. just editing from like free cam mods, like people running around and like trying to tell the story. He cut it down to just like the dialogue essentially, right? right? And then it's he like filmed six, around the dialogue. It's like six minutes long. Yeah. It's an interesting idea. Hmm, it's cool. It's one of the original genres of machinima is the recam. You know, take what's there and just present it in a different way. Yeah, and then he, like, cuts it together. He shows, like, the people fighting, you know, at the at the house to get the, the intel. And then the Russians, you know, starting their massacre at the airport at the same time. And, like, the people at the house figuring out that they that they were at the, that they were going to go to the airport and attack it. And the airport attack happening simultaneously. That's crazy. So, like, they make it a little more uh, linear time-wise. See, that's one of the really cool things about Machinima is that there's a guy working alone who can do something very cool by himself. You know, and I don't know, I don't know anything about the guy, but if he's not a writer... Or doesn't have a lot of friends who can do voice acting. Here's something that he can make that's cool that people identify with. It. Gus is watching right now. It looks awesome. How many views does it have? Uh, right now it has 125,000 views. Well, after after this podcast airing, it'll have at it'll least... Uh, 125,100. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the last 30 comments will all be Drunk Tank. <laughs> that's one of the most obnoxious. I hate linking the stuff now in the link dump because people will invariably click on it. And then if they have a commenting system on place at that, pl- at that link, they'll just comment Drunk Tank. I love it. That's funny. It's I, funny. I wasn't too. aware they did that. I feel like we're uh, we're like you With know releasing fart. the hordes on on people, especially they love to especially do it on uh, on YouTube channels and YouTube uh, videos. There's no explanation or any link back or anything like that. So it's just no, randomly no, people yelling drunk tank. That's gotta be confusing as hell. Caps lock and lots of exclamation marks. So should we say something about Awu? Because we that was something we did after last week's podcast. We made a new series called Awu. Yeah, and now you have two of them. How is it possible you started after last week's podcast? It's a weekly update, and you've already had two. Well, well the last first week, one came out late. Yeah, last, came week, out last week was kind of a slow week, so I was like, let's try something new. And so on Thursday, we cut together this video, and uh, we were like, hey, will this work? And people seem to really like it. So we're like, all right, let's, let's start doing it. So, what Jack's talking about is Achievement Hunter Weekly Update that comes out every Monday, and it's basically like a three- or four-minute live-action video where we uh, just detail all the new games, DLC, uh demos, that kind of stuff that comes out, coming out for the week for the PlayStation and the Xbox. That's cool. Your, your new PlayStation also? 
Yeah. Why nice. not? Fuck yeah. it. Why not, man? Yeah. We mentioned uh, Yakuza 3, this last one. You know, I, tried to, I tried to pick that up last night. I couldn't. Oh, th- was it sold out? Uh, no one had it. That's too bad. GameStop said they might get it today. There but, was another game that you guys wanted me to pick up for you that they didn't have anywhere. Was it Tropico? Tropico, Tropico 3 we couldn't Strike, get anywhere. Uh, Dynasty Warrior Strike Force. Yeah. Which has, that is free DLC, I think, this week. You can't buy Tropico 3 on GameSpot, on GameStop's website. Man, yeah. that would on, be on frustrating. Website, it's backordered. As a developer, I mean, yeah. that's frustrating as hell. Absolutely. I mean, I was I went to two different Best Buys and a GameStop for you guys trying to find this game, and it was a new game. Yeah, I, I searched on their website, and there are no GameStops within 100 miles that have it. Same with Game Crazy. I checked them out, too. Yeah, that would be frustrating. Yeah, I mean, how many GameStops how? in America? 4,800? Are there more? way more than that? Now? I have no idea. Uh, I think it's probably it's between 4,800 and 6,000. Let's say there's 12,000, and that'd be high. Yeah, for sure. So there's not 12,000 copies of the game out there? I, essentially, yeah. It's like, and, and also, how fucking expensive is it to manufacture a disc? Yeah, the only place That's I was able to part. find it was like on Amazon.com. Yeah. That's and, and not, not the Amazon Rainforest, the, the .com. <laughs> I had a similar problem getting that Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, too. Like, they didn't have it at Best Buy or Game Crazy or GameStop. I eventually found it at the mall. Latest info I see is that GameStop opened their 5,000th store in 2007. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they have a lot more than that. We saw a cool trailer the other day. We could probably just we could spend this whole co- podcast probably just talking about trailers that have come out in there the last are, week. There are a lot of trailers. Yeah, but we, right we saw a, a trailer for a game that you and I played and liked a lot. Just Cause? Just Cause. <laughs> just Cause? <laughs> we had a guy at a convention once walk up to us and say, Hey, I, re- I read online that you and Jeff really like to play Just Cause. And we're like, Just, just, we're like, just Cause? Just Cause what? He's like, Just Cause. And we're like, just cause? And then we're like, are you saying just cause? And oh, like, my God. He's like, oh, yeah, I say, you know, that's how you say it? And I was like, no, that's how everybody <laughs> says it, buddy. It's so, a regional thing. Yeah, he must, have, he must have totally missed the point of the game. But Yeah, they, they have those anatomy of a stunt trailers. And we watched that's one. That's awesome. I mean, what is he, did he think, like, the title was, like, totally not connected to the game at all? I, no, I, maybe he I thought, like, so. hey, why are you guys having a rebellion? You know. Just cause. Just cause. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I wonder if it's called like Just Cause T O O. Just Cause Two. Why are you all having a rebellion? Just Cause Two. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you jump out of that plane? Just Cause. It actually makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> the game, the game really didn't have much rhyme or reason after you got past like the. Tropical Island Rebellion. Something the guy was doing ski stunts. He was doing parasailing off of cars. Maybe it was called Just Cause. Maybe you all are the idiots. Yeah, maybe we are. Oh. Oh, I love man. that guy. That guy's my new hero. Yeah. yeah well, he was pretty awesome. The trailer we saw for Just Cause 2 was pretty awesome. You uh, drove a boat off of a, uh, like, hit a ramp on a boat and then jumped on the boat and then shot a dude in a sniper tower with a bazooka and then got back in your boat and drove on. I haven't seen that while trailer. you were like thirty feet in the air. I'll have to check it out. It looked great. Yeah, it does. It looks really, really it fun. Great. And the first game was a lot of fun. It was. It, I think it was underrated. Did you ever thousand point that, Jeff? Yeah, I went back and did it. Nice. What about you, Bernie? I did. I did it before he did. He did it probably yeah, I, two I, years. I, I was, I was I pretty did. sure you did right away. I know Jeff played it and put it down and picked it up again. Yeah, it was one of those games where Jeff hadn't finished, but he was so close. So I was like, "Ha! Look, I'm going to finish. I'm going to start this game and finish it before he can get his last hundred points." And he did. And I did. But I went back like in like last October and finished it and had a great time playing it again. Very fun game. Nice. I, I can't tell you how many times I've thought about in the last three years picking up a new profile and Dead Rising and getting that <laughs> achievement. I just can't bring myself to do it. I cannot. I cannot. You'll join the club. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the achievement you have to get in Dead Rising, which one is it? So seven days. Seven days. And that requires you to play straight for fourteen hours. Yeah. Approximately. Approximately. Yeah. And, and just, just and not fuck up and not fuck up. So I mean, what do you have to do? Do you have to actually play survive? Can, can you go hide in a corner? And just you got to your health is deteriorating like a click every twelve minutes or whatever. So you have to find food and eat it so that you can keep your health up so you don't die. Yeah, the first thing you have to do is build up your character to the point where you can do that. Yeah, you got to book it. And there's also just little things too, like your character has to survive for uh, what's fourteen hours or seven days in the game, and your food only lasts so long. But it turns out your food lasts. About 35 seconds longer than the timeout on a wireless controller. So you can feed your guy, then immediately set down your controller and do that over and over again. It's like a Tamagotchi. You do it for a weekend, essentially. So, and so what are you here. saying? As soon as the, uh, as soon as like your controller turns off, you immediately turn it on and eat? No, well, the, the, the controller turns off, which yep. then pauses the game. Oh. So then you can come back at any point, turn your controller on and say, eat a pizza. And then do that. And then you have to like, go out and get more food when you run out of food. And you end up with these little stockpiles of food like on the awnings of these stores in the mall. And there's weird boss fights that only happen at certain times during the day in certain places. So you got to know where the guys are. That's food that's not that's not so much in that mode, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like you have to clear out the, the all the bosses are present in the mall and that's where you get most of your food and you just have to clear them out one by one well, You know, I want to play Dead Rising again now. You should do it. Dead, Dead, or Dead play Rising. Dead Rising 2. It's coming out this oh, I want to play Dead Rising uh, summer. before Dead Rising 2. Maybe I'll, we should go back and do that. One of the best games easily on the Xbox. Came out the first year of the Xbox, too. Mm-hmm. Came out, what, like summer 06? Like August 06? Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question, Michael Burns. Go for it. Now that you're 100 hours into it, how do you like Mass Effect 1? Um, You've played it more than any human being has a right to play that game. It's on It's on a curve, and I'm. It's, the achievements force you to overplay that game. They yeah. really do. They force you to overplay it. But it's a great game. It really is. I, I had a very Jeff moment, though, I have to say, in playing that game. <laughs> Thanks. Jeff Jeff played all of Crackdown without knowing that you could pull the left trigger to lock on to enemies. So he's freeform aiming through the entire Crackdown while he's jumping off buildings. Beat and the final boss. The whole thing. I played a playthrough and a half of Mass Effect without knowing that the car shoots rockets. <laughs> I, I just didn't know that, and so I was machine gunning everything, which took me a long time. Jesus, that takes that must have been that must have been hell on a thresher mall. But I got yeah, but I got really good with that that car, which that car's that car's terrible. That car, <laughs> that car is terrible. I say that game is two phases. It's the talk to people's faces phase, and then the drive the car over a mountain phase, mm-hmm. and that's basically the two modes of that game. It's so I'm, weird. I'm, having, glad they, I'm glad they removed that car in Mass Effect 2. Yeah, having only played Mass Effect 2, I have no idea what you're talking about. The car is uh, the Mako. That car's unwieldy. They are. I know they're putting a car in the Mass Effect 2 in DLC. Yeah, it comes out later this month, I think. Yeah, but I'm on my last run. I'm on my Insanity run, and it made the combat much more fun. To oh, play really? On Insanity level, and it's not it's not hard at all. Oh, great! You, you, probably have, you probably also have a level 60 character now, right? Oh, I do, but they level up above you. That's mm-hmm, part of what mm-hmm. Insanity is. And they all, they had this thing where they can like go immune, and you have a room full of people who are immune. And you're just waiting it out. But on Achievement Hunter, you guys have the ability to rate how difficult an achievement is. Yeah. And then the then the the profile for that game then tells you what's the hardest achievement for that game. Mm-hmm. And Insanity, it's it's I think it's ridiculous amounts of people have voted that as being a very hard achievement. And uh, so maybe I was over prepared for it. Huh. And well, actually, I don't have a level sixty character. I have fifty nine mm-hmm. with like a hundred thousand experience left to go. And I'm almost done with my insanity run through. So you're gonna have another playthrough then. Something. I How long know. does it take to get 100,000 points in that game? Uh, I well, let's put it this way. 
I have 100,000 points to go of experience, and I think over the course of the entire game, I've gained 750,000. Okay. So I have one seventeenth or something like that. <laughs> I, I have about one seventh that I, I have to regain of my experience that I've done over the course of the entire game. Oh, out of all your playthroughs, cumulatively? Well, no, because I started other characters right, to yeah. get other achievements too. But uh, yeah, we'll see. It just sounds like a lot of work. I, I recognize though, the Mass Effect has identified that I have a problem where I have a completion problem where I can't put it down until it's done. You have a really high completion rate. You have like over fifty games completed. Oh yeah, I think. way more than that now. Yeah, yeah, I have. I, I don't think I have fifty percent, but I have a pretty high percentage too. I'm sitting at like forty. I'm doing a dumb thing where I don't start games until I'm sure that I know there's not some dumb achievement in it that I can't. That's say. totally that's, smart. That, no, it's not. That's stupid. No, it's smart. No, that's stupid. stupid. At least I'm glad to hear you admit you have a problem, Bernie. That should not be. That should not be. That should not affect the way that I play games. <laughs> and somehow, somehow it is. No, that's not. Yeah, it's not the focus of the game. The focus of the game is to have fun, not these. Not to collect stupid arbitrary points. Who the fuck I would are you disagree. talking? Yeah, who are you talking to? <laughs> Should we talk some more trailers? Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, was sure. going to try to bring up the Tron trailer. Dude, that Tron trailer is so badass. Yeah, it looks really cool. I think so too. Thumbs okay, up. next trailer. All right, next trailer. <laughs> Iron Man Two. But I, the the thing that amazed me is the the young looking Jeff Bridges. Yeah, in, in that uh, in that trailer. A lot of people aren't realizing that that's Jeff Bridges. Like that's a young Jeff Bridges. Yeah, my my wife didn't notice it. When, what do you mean? That's not really Jeff Bridges. Well, of course it's not. It looks like him. You're saying they don't realize it's the character? Yeah, they okay. don't. They don't realize that's Flynn from the first movie. Yeah, they didn't record Jeff Bridges' parts for this movie, you know, 25 years ago, like Superman. No, Tron was a flop. Was it really a flop? Yeah, the first, the first Tron. I, I believe it, was, it. I think it was considered a big flop. It, it was denied a nomination for Academy Award because he used computer effects. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, like it was denied the uh, special effects award, or even nominated because it used computers and that was cheating. Wow. And now Avatar won for best animated movie. Looks like Tron made $33 million did when it a- came out. Did an- wait a minute. Did you say Avatar won for best animated that, movie? That was a joke. Oh, I was about to say. Yeah, that was... What did win best animated? Up when? Up, I didn't see up, that. Up did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't watch one second of the Oscars. No, you didn't miss anything. It was terrible. I, I, I enjoyed the Oscars. You guys have been ripping on it. A lot of people have been ripping on it. I actually thought it was pretty good. What did we rip on it? I didn't rip on it. Matt and I ripped on it for about an hour Monday. It's, it's when you were home with allergies. Yeah. Cedar fever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I I thought the Tron was considered a flop, but it made thirty three million on a seventeen million dollar budget in, in what eighty two eighty two eighty two. That's a lot of money. Seventeen million bucks is a lot of money spent in eighty two. Yeah, a lot of money. Let me see what Jedi cost. On I'll, I will look this up while y'all discuss. Uh, Speaking of what stuff cost, did you see the God of War three cost forty four million dollars? Who who announced that number? I didn't see that. I read, it was on joysticks. I'm always skeptical of these. Was, numbers I think Sony or whoever develops announced it. Oh really? Okay. If the developer actually announces it, I believe. And they were saying more. that that was con- that was right on like target with what they wanted to spend on it. Because I, I, like there was a list a couple of weeks ago that was like the top ten most expensive games ever made. And I looked at some of those budgets and I did I didn't believe them. I, I gotta say I didn't believe it either. Yeah, they they, they seemed sketchy to me. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto was on there for a hundred mil. I don't see how you could spend hundred million dollars. Maybe music rights. I, I I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't know what it costs to make a video game. I'm surprised when I find out that only a hundred people make these things. Yeah. And they start off with teams of like. 15 to 20 people and mm-hmm. grow it up to 100 over the course of development. I would think you would need oh, 300 people to make a video game. Fuck, make it a 1,000. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's to, not my money. To accommodate our vision? Yeah, it would take a 1,000 easily. To give you perspective, uh, Return of the Jedi, which when I looked it up, Jack was looking on my shoulder, so I'm going to make fun of myself before Jack does. When I looked this up, I typed in Return to Jedi. I have no idea why I wrote that. <laughs> but uh, the production budget on Return of the Jedi uh, by George Lucas, also known as Star Wars Episode Six 
cost $32 million. So Tron was a little more than half the budget of hmm. Return of the Jedi. Wow. So if, I mean, that that's a, they knew that was solid money. That was bankable right. money, $32 million. So I, I, Tron must have just had an escalating budget. All right, how do we get off on this discussion? We're on a weird tangent now. We were talking about trailers. trailers. Oh, we, no, we were talking about the expenses of video games. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's got to be like, it makes you wonder too. I guess there's something to be said for just saturating the market. But why wouldn't you make like a Reach or why wouldn't you make a Modern War for every year if these things cost $50 million and make a fucking billion dollars? Yeah. I don't know. I would. I've seen our friends who are Blizzard that that I follow on Twitter. They post their company parties. That's 1,500 people at Blizzard. Mm -hmm. And we know that most of Blizzard is WoW at this point or a big chunk of it is. How many people work on WoW? I bet there's not many that work on WoW. I would be surprised if more than 200 people work on WoW. We read, Get out of here. We read how many people work on WoW in that infographic thing we had the other day. Do you oh, that? yeah. I don't, it, it, was, was, it was surprisingly small. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it was a, it was, it was a surprising figure. God, I'm sure they have that. a lot of like a lot of people dedicated on the StarCraft and Diablo teams and also on that other new MMO they're working on that they haven't announced or oh, said right. anything about. What is that, by the way? Oh, fuck if I know. I wish I knew. <laughs> Come on, tell us. Give us a hint. <laughs> what? I saw the way you. I saw the little twinkle in your eye. I work here. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> did, oh, did you read about the? Uh, did you read about the new MMO that was announced yesterday? No. What? <laughs> I can't remember. I was hoping somebody else would know. Is I think I know what you're talking about. Is it the Battlestar Galactica? Yes. MMO? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the Battlestar Galactica MMO. That's uh, I, I think that, that's something I liked a lot, but I have no interest in playing in game form. <laughs> Isn't that being developed in Austin? I, I don't know, but it's a weird setting shocking. for an MMO because they never went anywhere. I mean, they never. It was. Then you go you know, ship to ship. Yeah, I mean, is that right? Do you, you go ship to uh, ship? That could be an MMO, I guess. Yeah. Just, those ships were pretty big. Yeah, and there was. We used to know there was twenty of them. Thirty something. Thirty. Right. Well, I don't I remember. They always had that count of the people up on the wall. I guess they could do that, but they only went to like, I think three planets in the entire show. Yeah. What do you do? Like, are the Cylons like constantly following you? Like, I'm gonna go hop in my Viper, shoot some Cylons down. Woo! Okay, let's let's go emote some dances on the bar. That'd be the greatest <laughs> MMO of all time if they only let seven people be Cylons. Like, Dude, that seven would be great. Players per server. That's it. Or I guess thirteen. Would you would you play there. an MMO with a user cap? Are like, you, like say could, there could only be two thousand players on uh, every server. That that depends. It depends on the dynamic of the game. Who would make that business model? Yeah, I don't know. By the uh, way, the accounts are nine hundred dollars a month. So <laughs> <laughs> we mean like two thousand? That's it? I wouldn't. No, I guess it would depend on the. Yep. If there was a ton of AI in there, like if you were in say like Matrix, for instance, if you were in a normal environment and there was like only two thousand other people who were super powered in the whole thing, you know that might make sense. Or well, City it, of Heroes. I mean, where, it'd have to be something where it's like an enclosed environment, and every user would be more important than normal. It's kind of how Galaxies was supposed to work, where only certain people could be Jedi, and it was a really big deal to get to become Jedi, and then they broke it almost immediately. Yeah, and then they fucking and then you introduced just, holocrons. You mean the devs broke it? Yeah. Well, then it was just, after a month, like, everybody in the fucking server was a Jedi. You like, for, there's uh, nothing uh, you can do about that, Jeff. There's nothing well, before you can do the, about that. Well, before the Jedi came out in the game and leading up to, like, in, during development of the game, they said that the, the process to become Jedi was going to work in the story. It was going to make sense. It was going to be a clear path. It'd be attainable for anyone if they just worked at it. And in the end, it was just like, oh, find this rare item. Yeah. And if you find the rare item, then... And everybody found it. Yeah. 
Really, everybody found it. You had to go into this got- fucking cave and fight this monster, and he, at like five percent of the time, he would drop this holocron, and you would go into that cave, and there would be five hundred people all sitting around, and the monster would only spawn like once an hour, and then everybody, yeah, the monster spawned spawn once an hour, and everybody would try to like try to shoot it real fast, yeah. and then you know, one out of twenty times, somebody would get the holocron. One out of twenty Four- times, one out of the five hundred people would get yeah, the holocron. and the four hundred ninety nine people would be cloud songing, and you know. <laughs> so, wait, so if you shot the monster, like you got the shot that killed him. No, you have to hit it first. Okay, and then it aggroed on you or whatever. Yeah. So then, but if you were the one who killed it, the holocron that dropped was yours, or could other people pick it up? No, no. If you're if you ta- if you're the one who shot it first and it was tagged as your enemy, then it, you're the only one who could loot it. That's it. Okay. What are, that's. That makes sense, though, if you think about the canon of Star Wars. That's how Darth Vader, he killed that thing. In the <laughs> That's a midichlorian box. I mean, how does that pass any kind of writer's meeting? I mean, they're all a bunch of geeks in a room that follow Star Wars. Who comes up with that? And everyone goes, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Just, that's how you become a Jedi. That makes sense. You kill a monster in a cave. <laughs> you become a Jedi. <laughs> it was like when Luke it was on Dagobah and he faced uh, Darth Vader, you know, in his, in his mind. When did, when did Luke become a Jedi? What Was that the moment? Uh, he became a Jedi between five and six, didn't he? I don't know. He like went like away. He, he went back to Tatooine and like completed his Jedi training at Obi Wan's old house, right? And that's how he got the green lightsaber from. He got Qui Gon's lightsaber that was in like a Footlocker in Obi Wan's house, and like he he wrapped it up. What fucking movie did you yeah, watch? No, that's not in the movies. It's I in the radio. I, I it's in the radio place. I think he's right though. I'm yeah. right. Yeah, they mentioned Qui Gon Jinn in the radio place. They don't mention him specifically, but they mentioned that it was Obi Wan's old Jedi master. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And that's it's that's why he has that green lightsaber in Jedi. All right, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. So the contest, if you've ever wondered who the biggest nerd in the podcast is, Jeff Ramsey. Today, <laughs> I'm sure that'll that'll change hands next week. Until, no way! Until someone busts out with Star Trek minutia. What? Corey Haim found dead. Yeah, he died this morning. What the he, fuck? He OD'd. That's no surprise. I mean, I guess it's not that big a deal. I mean, Wait, it's a big deal to him. Are they are they saying he OD'd? Yeah, it's an initial poss- report. Yeah, initial report said it was overdose. Wow, uh, unintentional overdose. Man, and the picture they've got of him here is he's you know, eighteen or you know six. He looked like he was twelve when he was eighteen. The Lost yeah. Boys. Yeah, man. Yeah, CNN that. did not have a flattering photo of him this morning. <laughs> no, remember that? No. Was it a more recent one? He hasn't. He didn't age well. Yeah, had a lot of, a lot of rough times in his uh, teens. I guess. Mm-hmm. Man, I think fame at a young age can be probably one of the worst things that could ever happen to you. It must be it must have been really bizarre for that kid to be like on he was in the cover of like Tiger Beat and all those heartthrob magazines and like you'd go into Walmart and there'd be posters of the Haim brothers next to football players and stuff and he he like overnight went from being like the object of every 15-year-old girl's desire to nobody remembered who he was. That that happens, I mean that's that category. Yeah, know? no, I know, but he he lived with it for a while cuz he he was a child actor too before he became a teen actor. And it must have been like weird to like from like say from like the age of eight to like fifteen that's your life, and then you turn sixteen and like nobody nobody's calling, you know. Well, even the ones who seemingly make it out of a child acting career and sustain, I mean, the poster boy for that is Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? And they don't really. It's still not. Mm-hmm. Or Joaquin life. Phoenix too. Neil Patrick Harris. I would say Joaquin Phoenix was a famous child actor. He was pretty big. Like I just saw him in The Parenthood the other day. Well, I think he was famous because River was fam- famous. But he did. He was in a lot of movies. I'm saying. Yeah, you know he was. Kid. You know he was Leaf Phoenix. Oh, was he? He was Leaf. You he, read about the kids, and he was, and he changed his name from Leaf Phoenix to, Joaquin. to Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I guess Jodie Foster would probably be the best example of someone who's turned out successful. Like turned out. Yeah, but she, she's got crazy stuff around her. You know, yeah. That, Guy who shot Reagan to mm-hmm. get her attention. That's true. Fred Savage. 
And she had Fred a few... Savage thought Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> he really liked Jody Foster. <laughs> he was a huge taxi driver fan. Fred, <laughs> but would you say Fred Savage is, I mean... He's directing and producing now. He does a lot of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's not acting really, you know, at all anymore, but he's still in the game. I mean, currently, Neil Patrick Harris, he was a child actor. Yeah, he's probably top of the top of the food chain right now in that respect. Carrie, uh, Carrie what's-her-face from Felicity? Carrie Russell? Carrie Russell. I wouldn't say. Seen her yeah. in a lot of kids' stuff. Yeah. You could say Peter Billingsley, but I don't know how much of a child actor he was. Uh, what's-her-face from Interview the Vampire? Yeah. Kristen Dunst. Uh, Kristen Dunst. Dunst. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Anna Paquin, too. Yeah, Anna Paquin. She won an Oscar. Remember, she won an, she won an Oscar when she was like 11. Yep. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Ooh, that. For the piano. Christina Ricci. Oh, wow. You can see her. Yeah, you could see. Yeah, she's a great example. She is a great example. I guess not so bad anymore. Used to be worse. I just think the worst thing that can probably happen to you is be really, really famous and not be able to make any money from that, like not be able to earn a living from that. That would be such a frustrating experience of like having all the trappings of fame except for the success, essentially. I think a lot of reality stars must deal with that. Yeah. You know, like, oh, hey, you're Bill from... Season seven of Survivor. That's why you see a lot of uh, Survivor people like signing autographs at truck shows. Yeah, it makes me think of that scene in The Wrestler where uh, Maybe he's we... working behind the deli counter, and the dude's like, "I know you. You, uh, you look like that wrestler guy." Oh yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And he else. didn't. He didn't want to work at the counter no matter what. Right. Yeah. No matter what happened. Yeah. That was like more of a pride. Yeah. And now Mickey Rourke is in the Iron Man two trailer to bring that. He, back looks, he looks great in the Iron Man two trailer. What do you mean? No, like it seems like he's doing like his accent, the character, all that stuff seemed really cool. Oh, you didn't really? Like it? Yeah. I didn't like it. I don't, I've never read the comic book, so I don't know. I am withholding judgment. I'm in that phase because I love Iron Man so much. But what, uh, what kind of character is he? I don't even know. Like I've, I've never read comics. What's he supposed to be? He's he's a character called Whiplash. I, I read Iron Man a ton as a kid, and he's a weird like combination of. He's a later character, but he's kind of a revisioning of a character called Constrictor. Yeah, from the like the '80s Iron Man and late '70s stuff. Uh, where he had like steel cables that came out of his tops of his wrists, and uh, and you know he, he's one of these villains where Iron Man suffers from good villains, or all essentially fall into the category of people who worked for Stark or were competitors of Stark and stole his technology and then used it against Iron Man. So hmm. they're all just some variation of Iron Man. You can even see that he's got the big heart thing in the Iron Man Two trailer, and they're doing a great job with getting around that. And they actually haven't gone to the main villain, which is Tony Stark himself. Um, they haven't started to do that stuff yet. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they foreshadow any of that. That's, the, the rumor is that Demon in, Demon in a Bottle storyline is going to be the third movie. Oh, which yeah. I heard is great. It, I mean, it is the main reason why Iron Man fans, when they heard that they cast Robert Downey Jr., everybody's like, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's because, you know, Tony Stark, the, you know, the suffering alcoholic was is great. And they seem to be going to the, uh, the War Machine plot line before they do that. So, you know, what are you going to do? Have faith, right? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. The first one was incredible. The trailer looks awesome. You know, I'm sure Mickey Rourke will be great. And Scarlett Johansson looks... That's the first time I've ever been interested in the Black Widow character, ever. Yeah, I'm pretty interested in that, too. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about it right now. And I think Gwyneth Paltrow is looking like... That character is actually really interesting. I like mm -hmm. the dynamic between her and Tony Stark. Yeah. A lot of good trailers came out. I guess, yeah. I guess everyone's gearing up for summer summer movies. What's the big summer movie this year? Iron Man 2. Yeah, it's May, Tron though. is in December, so that's not... What's the big July movie this year? Uh, well, Kick-Ass is May, I think. So, will you stop? Stop. That, that's not a big movie. That is not, yeah. not, not a summer. blockbuster. 
Kick-Ass will make over $100 million. Okay, that, we all agree, but that's not... They're putting it out in April. They don't. They wouldn't put it out in April if it was like the mar- marquee movie of the summer. Also, every movie makes $100 million now. That's not a big deal. Kick-Ass will surprise you. Look! We're all excited about Kick-Ass. Can't wait for Kick-Ass. It is not the, the, the blockbuster jewel in the studio's summer lineup. It's not Iron Man 2. So what would be like the July 4th movie this year? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Harry Potter got a movie coming out? Harry Potter has two movies coming That's out. That's November, though, right? They're later in the year. Yeah. It's always around Thanksgiving for Harry Potter. Hmm. Interesting. I really I really don't know. Maybe it's something secret. Uh, Toy Story 3? When does that come out? Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. That'll be a big one. There's something else. I'm uh, about to drop some knowledge. Okay, here we go. Dun, dun. Um, July. Well, uh, but before he says it, will it be a 3D movie? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. June 30th, which is right before July yeah. 4th, obviously. June 30th, Twilight Eclipse. Wow. Oh, is wow. It 3D? That's fast. Really? Yep. Jesus. I didn't even know they were filming that. Um, Have I Ju- mentioned yet that I actually watched Twilight and Ju- liked it? Do you like Twilight? I did. <laughs> I so thought, boring. I, was, I thought it was totally fine. The glowing stuff when it gets in the sunlight... That I, was too much for me, but everything else I thought was totally fine. There was just nothing, and nothing happened. I disagree. And, until Vampire Baseball. That was when the movie started. And that was like an hour and 30 minutes in. No, I disagree. I thought it was perfectly fine. You're crazy. Just for reference, July 9th is Despicable Me and Predators. Oh, Predators. I wonder how big that'll be. We haven't wow. seen a trailer for that yet, have we? Yeah, they no. were just mm-hmm. filming that, it feels like. Nothing, nothing seems that big in this list. I read that Rodriguez is bringing Predators footage to South By to show. Um, Inception, yeah. July 16th. We talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, but even that seemed like a December kind of a sci-fi yeah, that entry. Seem... That oh, seemed like uh... on the level of like a surrogate. You remember that Bruce Willis movie mm-hmm. came out last year? I just saw that. Was it good? It w- I-, I like anything sci-fi. Honestly, I love anything sci-fi. And it was just good. It was there was something and... really cool in that trailer that made me want to see it just for whatever it was. Was everybody falling that. down in the street? Maybe. Yeah, like yeah. That folding? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. The uh, A-Team, Jonah Hex, and Toy Story are all June releases. Okay. Jonah Hex? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's a comic book. Yeah, it's the one with Megan Fox. Or so, like a Western comic book. No, comic book? I have no clue. Didn't know. I've never heard of the comic. Never heard of the movie. Yeah, it'll be. I think it's going to be a big movie. I'm, I'm not even it's, sure I'm sitting here right oh, now. I know what a, a fucking uh, the uh, Sands of Time movie. Oh yeah, Prince that's coming Persia. out. Prince of Persia. There's a Marmaduke movie coming out. I'm there. <laughs> Starring <laughs> Owen Wilson and Ron Perlman and Jeremy <laughs> Piven. <laughs> Jeremy Piven is in the Marmaduke movie. <laughs> Ron Perlman and Jeremy Piven have got to be the two best guys in the world. Of if if Jeremy Piven a room together is the voice of Marmaduke, I'll, <laughs> I'll just send him a hundred dollars right now. I'll just put it in an envelope and send it to him and hope he gets it. Who is the voice of Marmaduke? I don't know. I don't God, know. I hope Jeremy Piven is the voice of Marmaduke. What, what's the name of the new Edgar Wright movie? Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, you mean the one they're filming out in Arizona or whatever? Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was, they were done with it now. Hmm, I don't know. It's it's another comic book movie. Owen Wilson is the voice of Marmaduke. Dear Lord. Well, he's got the nose. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Piven is the voice of Bosco. Oh, he's the voice of a dog? I have no idea. That's good for 25. Bosco sounds, yeah. It definitely sounds like a dog's name. Bosco. He's the voice of something. I guess it could be all animated, right? It could be. Does anybody know what Marmaduke is? No, I can't imagine that. I mean, Marmaduke was like the lamer version of Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. Who was lame as it was, you know? Marmaduke's like Heathcliff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. when, when's the Pogo movie coming out? Well, for that matter, when's the Heathcliff movie coming out? Or Snuffy Smith? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you, Jeff, you must have read Snuffy Smith growing up, right? Yeah. In I, Alabama. I, I got it. I liked Snuffy yeah. Smith when I was a kid. <laughs> that that thing can't possibly exist today, right? No, I, I mean, that was like know. depression level car- era cartoon when we were growing up. You know, it's, Why was that still around? It's funny you say that. I went to the grocery store last night and I saw that. Uh, they had some sodas set out, like the 12 packs of Pepsi with like the old branding, like the old Pepsi logo from the 80s. And then next to that, they had some old like uh, Mountain Dew with retro packaging, like the Mountain Dew packaging from like the 60s where it's like covered in hillbillies. And uh, it said like, it's good for your innards. You remember those old, uh, those old Mountain yeah. Dew ads? No, it's good for your innards. Like that's, <laughs> when, when Mountain that. Dew first came out in like the 60s and 70s, it was, it was marketed towards like hillbillies in the, in the Ozarks and the Adirondacks. And like all their their mascots, their logos were like hillbillies with like jugs, and they would like dance. And... <laughs> you never seen any of this stuff? No. I'll, I'll, I'll link dump it, but it's like, and I think no, it'll tickle your innards. That was their their old uh, their old catchphrase. Innards. <laughs> tickle your innards. That's huh? the best. Wow. No, I never knew that. Yep. And then now it's for like. I always just thought it was a uh, response to Mellow Yellow. <laughs> well, agree. Mellow Yellow was more for the beatnik crowd. It was. That was the hipster crowd. It was Mellow Yellow. No, Mel in Mountain Dew is completely taken over that. It's the Mr. Yellow is sitting around somewhere just fucking cursing up a storm. Well, you know, there's... every time a Do the Do commercial comes, every, every, every time the X Games comes on TV, that guy's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Could have been us. We should have been yellow. We should have been extreme yellow. <laughs> we should have been so goddamn mellow. Mellow Yellow. Who was I thinking? We thought we were going to ride that mellow wave for decades. <laughs> they came the 80s. They fucking Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Took away our mellow, put it in jail. <laughs> I love it when it all comes back Ooh. around. It always does. It always seems like it somehow or some way it does. So I can't believe we've made it almost an hour into the podcast. And we haven't podcast fifty two, by the way. That is fifty three. Fifty three. That's a full year. Happy be, birthday! It's uh, we're almost there. We had that week where we did five in a week. Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, we're almost there. I can't believe we haven't talked about uh, Steam coming to the Mac yet. I I prefaced it. That's true. You talk, you 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 teased it, and people have been listening, waiting for it. Steam Mac Mac is going to get Steam. So let me ask you this question: I paid ninety nine bucks to get every Valve game on the PC version of Steam, which, by the way, incredible deal. That's yeah, it's tremendous. Deal. Does that mean I'll just be able to like install Steam and download it to the Mac? Yep. Yep. Is that true? Yep. Yes. That's unbelievable. Any game that you own and can play on the PC side, you can re-download and play on the Mac side. There, there's honestly, that's the kind of thing like you can take for granted. There's no justification for that. That they would port the game to another platform and I would just be able to download it for the hell of it. Right. That's an awesome move by that company. Uh, it's yeah. really cool. That's incredible. They're even going back and porting the original Left 4 Dead as well. Like uh, you know, some back catalog stuff to make sure it's all it's all that, filled out. That's great. You know, we, we spend, or when I say we, I mean as a culture, we spend a lot of time berating companies for what they should do when, when they don't do it. Like, oh, they should give this away for free, and, you know, they should ask the, the, the fans how they want this to end and make five different versions and give it to us this way and all that stuff. But when somebody does something cool like that, that's not a given. That is a, that is a major endeavor, and they mm-hmm. should be commended for that. Wow, that yep. is cool. Everyone should go download Steam and buy some games. I agree wholeheartedly. Man, that's pretty cool. I hope it does well. I hope more games start moving over to the Mac. Mm-hmm. iPhone's done well. Right? Remarkably. Yeah, you know, weren't they saying that the iPad is going to launch with the largest video game category, uh, like catalog in history? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can tell you it doesn't matter. Have you seen the Windows phone? 
Oh, yeah, Windows 7? Where phone? they were playing the same version of the game on the phone and on the Xbox and on the PC? Yeah, so I you, you, could, you could even unlock achievements on the phone. God, I yeah. can't wait, dude. I can't wait. It's going to be the best thing ever. Yeah, it's, I guess it's part of the, the XNA Game Studio 4.0 that they're uh, talking about at GDC this week. Dude, my dumps are going to be so productive. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's gonna they, be the best. They were they were doing this thing where uh, they were showing it somewhere weird. I forget where it was. Like they were in Dubai, and they were show, showing this thing off where it was the same version of the game, and they were playing it on the on the phone, playing it on the PC, and then playing it on the Xbox. Was it was it like touch on the phone? I don't know. I read the story. I didn't actually see the video itself. Hmm. But I mean, that's pretty cool. I also read. Um, I don't know if it's a rumor, but I read about Mac Steam is that you can play a game on the Mac. Save your game and then move over to PC and finish it there. Yes. All you, you, you could also play if you're playing multiplayer against people on the PC platform. Wow. You know it's crazy that like st- what the Valve is able to do that cross-platform stuff seemingly better than Microsoft is when Microsoft actually controls two of the platforms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like how many MS games <sighs> or how many games are cross-playable from 360 to PC? 360 to PC. Shadowrun, I think, was one, right? That was they one of the big things different... they touted in Shadowrun. Could you actually play? I think so. Okay. But beyond that, I don't know, man. I don't think there's any. Huh. No, no. You mean we're simultaneously PC and, and console users? Yeah. We're all going to die on this, on this podcast, by the way. Um, no, I don't really think there's any other ones. Huh. No, yeah. I, I think of the big thing. People keep, keep them separate because you have one part of the people playing with mouse and keyboard and the other part of people playing with gamepad. Sure. And it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, if, even if you just look at games from Windows, right, where they had they were starting to push live and achievements to PC gaming, th- that was never full integration. Have, do they even do that anymore? Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't ever n- see PC like games for live Windows games coming out with achievements anymore. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But I know Halo Two did it. I know that Shadowrun did it. There were some. There were a couple more driving games. Uh, there, there was like ten, I think. Gears of War did it. Gears of War 2, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Or it was Gears of War 1, actually. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems like something that they abandoned. I guess there just wasn't demand for it. Or, I don't know. It seems like something that should be better at this point, right? I agree. Well, I think uh, I think that's what Steam's doing. Yeah. Uh, at least on the PC side. You know, they have their own achievement system, and you can see all that stuff online. You know, doing the cross-platform playing between, you know, PC and Mac, but still some cross-platform. It is a captive platform waiting for someone to take advantage of it. I think that, and then once Blizzard launches StarCraft 2 and Diablo, um, you know, whenever they do that, they, you know, they have their own achievement system built in and, like, you know, chat system and that, all that, all those kinds of things as well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know basic percentages of market share, but I wonder if you compared the number of Macs in the marketplace to Xbox 360s or PS3s, like, what numbers would you be looking at there? Are there more Macs than there are? Right. So it's 12% of the computer market, which Macs have. Is that equal to or greater than the number of 360s right. out there? I don't know. And, and you know, if you're going to compare any platform to a console, the Mac is probably the best one because they're the most standardized computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know what you're getting into with the graphics hardware, typically. You know what you're getting into with the memory and the operating system. So You mean, like, from a developer standpoint, they know... Yeah. It's, it's very standardized what they're coding for, yeah? Yeah. It'll be an interesting experiment. I think they said that's going to launch the Steam on the Mac launches in April, I think. Wow. Should be very cool. And then Portal 2 will be their first simultaneous PC Mac launch. You excited about Portal 2? Uh, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I liked Portal 1 a lot, and then when it was over, I felt like it was too short. But 
once I'd played it once, it was kind of off my radar. I'm sure that when Portal 2 comes out, it'll be awesome. It's going to have co-op. I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, I'm sure whatever they co-op, do with it will be... interesting. Whatever they do with it will be fucking fantastic, right? Co-op. I, don't, I mean, I I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't either. I would kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> right? I yeah, mean... It would be it would be like N+. Plus. It'd be like a legal, <laughs> actual, acceptable thing you could put forward as a plea is, you know, you killed this guy <laughs> at 3 a.m. on a Friday night. What happened? It's like, well, Portal 2. You know. <laughs> Just yeah. missed. Oh. Have a co-op mode. Level 11? Yeah. We see those a lot. <laughs> I, I had some uh, some kind of funny when I picked up Final Fantasy thirteen. Happened to me Tuesday morning. I have this very contentious relationship with the Target by my house because they open at eight a.m. every day, and Best Buy doesn't open until ten or eleven. And Game Fat, Game Spot, or GameStop and Game Crazy open at like ten or eleven. And I always stop on Tuesday mornings at the Target at eight a.m. on my way to coming to work to buy whatever the new games are. And I always go there, and they don't have the games out, and I have to stand there while the guys unpack the boxes, and then they don't have the game I want, or they can't find it, or they think it's in the back, and I have to, like, antagonize them, and they hate me, and I kind of hate them, and it's very tense, very tense situation. I would situation. hate you. I think I would hate you in that Yeah, I, I, have, I have sarcasm issues. And, uh, and they're working at 8 a.m.? Yeah, and the, you know, and that they open at 8, and I'm expecting it to already be on the shelves, you know, and they're yeah. still trying to... Put it yeah. all together, and I'm I'm not awake yet, so I'm really annoyed. And then I'm just I just want to get the fucking game because if I don't get the game, then I got to convince Jack or Gus to take me out of lunch to buy it, and it's, it's, the whole thing's just annoying. And uh, this mo- this Tuesday when I, I walked up to the 360 aisle, and I like I walked up to it and I turned and I looked at the f- top row of games, and the guy comes over and nudges me and he goes, "It's behind the counter for you." And I was like, "What?" And he goes. I already pulled it aside for you. I didn't even—he didn't ask what game. He just knew I was coming to get Final Fantasy XIII, <laughs> and they'd already set it aside for me. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's fucking funny. Yeah. So, so you haven't told him what you do or anything. He just knows that you'll. They come just in. know I'm the guy that comes in and buys like two video games a week every Tuesday morning. Well, it's not a secret. They don't give a shit what he does. They just want to yeah. lie there as fast as they can get him out of there. That was it. now. That's the target. Is that the same target? Where Matt hung up on the credit card. <laughs> yeah, got his credit card canceled. That we were in line one time. We were buying furniture for this office when we were first moving in here, and now we're about to move out of here. But we were buying furniture, and I think Matt had used the card like four times that day because we were just on an office spending spree. Yeah, and he got one of those security alerts on his card. The lady cashier goes, "Um, they're saying we need to call in and just verify some information." So Matt gets on the phone with the lady, and I guess Matt was just like tense with her. And he was verifying his address or something like that? He didn't feel like he should have to give her as much information as she was asking for. It's just frustrating when they put yeah. you through that process. Because like, there's, know, like, the password, and yeah. then they want to know the last four of your social security, and then it's like... He's like, I'll just use another card. Thanks. Bye. You know, and then she canceled his card. She canceled. <laughs> the lady on the phone canceled his card on him. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> just outright, it's like, that was gone. Bye. We had to get Matt a new card. Man, fact, wh- every time we go to get Matt a renewed card, it's a big friggin' hassle. She flagged his account. I bet, yeah. I love it. He got the dickhead flag. I love it. It's like when we got our FedEx account canceled. When you uh, when, when you yelled at them and threatened to sue them. <laughs> well, they, in my defense, they lost a fucking server. I mean, how do you lose a goddamn server? And they were treated like no big deal. They're like, you got a tracking number? I go, yeah, here it is. And it's like, you know, this is a $5,000 computer. And they were, they said, well, how do we know it's $5,000? And I said, you motherfuckers, here's the goddamn receipt for it. Yeah, because I paid for the fucking insurance for it. That's why. Yeah. You didn't ask me if it was $5,000 when you charged me for the fucking insurance. I, I mean, and, you know, Gus, I was I was angry, but I'm not going to curse anyone out. I worked in customer service for 12 years. I'm not going to, like, call someone an asshole or do what most people do on the phone. I, yeah. Why are you looking at me when you say that? 
I mean, I'm looking for you for affirmation. It's like, I, 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 yeah, I agree. You see me. Have I ever called it like, you motherfuckers? No. I mean, we've had some dudes who are, in our years of working tech support and stuff like that, we've had people who were just unbelievable. We had a dude on 9-11 tell us. He yelled at me. Yeah. Because the internet was slow. And I was like, sir, the World Trade Center just fell. And he's like, I don't give a hell, give a damn what fell. I need to check my email. And it's like, okay. It's like, was it stock quotes that he needed to check? It's like, it was stock quotes. Yeah. It was, it was, the guy was a day trader or something. Yeah. Man, I remember one time I had a dude call me in the late 90s when we were working at that place. And this is the dot com. You know, everyone was like, you know, stocks are going crazy. And he, he said to me, he was just fucking reaming the, one of the reps that, that I managed. And I said, just transfer the guy to me, you know, because mm-hmm. that's part of the job as a manager is take that bullshit off those guys. Sure. And, you know, I let him just go for like five minutes railing at me and all this stuff. And then I tried to respond to it. And he was like, you know, this bullshit. Do you know I tr- day trade? I'm losing. You know, do you know how much I'm losing? I'm losing $10,000 an hour probably that I'm talking to you. And I said, you make $10,000 an hour doing day trades? And he said, yeah. I go, maybe you should have that business on something more than a 1995 a month dial-up account then. I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yep. That's, that's the, probably the rudest thing I've ever said to a customer. Yeah. Like that, that's uh, yeah, you're, you're fucking upsell them to a business account. Oh, running a business on a residential account? Oh, well, we need to transfer you to business sales. Hold well, on. That was our, Gus and I's our line. We're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was a business account. You need to talk to business. Oh, well, it's uh, it's uh, not a... <laughs> They changed their tune really fast. The thing is, I and they're like, I want a refund for the three hours that I was down. And you go, yeah, like, like, well, okay, have... you pay nineteen ninety nine a month, and so, you were down for three hours out of 24, which is a 30th of your month. And you're like, would you, I can request a $0.17 cent refund if you'd like. No, it wasn't even that. It was like, okay, we owe you $0.1.8. Cents. Um, I guess I can get a check. Can we can we round that to two? Is that okay with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they don't – man, when they give you a business account, they do not mess around. Like our phone line here is like 160 a month. For phones here for two lines, I think together we pay like eighty five bucks a month for or for each line, mm, something that, around there. That's DSL too, though. That's our that's oh, that's our internet too. But yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, a normal phone line is twelve bucks a month. We're, our uh, taxes. I, I don't want to say this out loud, but our stuff here is residential. <clears throat> no shit, is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I, I cut a few corners when we got in when hey, we moved in. Man. Okay, cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the business stuff when we moved in was like ridiculous. You're right, though. All the business stuff where I priced out when we moved in, it was like. You know, business internet. Oh, business internet. Oh, well, that's fifteen hundred dollars a month. It's like, what are you? Are you fucking? Are you serious? Wait. So who who looks at an address and is like, okay, you're on Congress Avenue. Yeah, you're residential. We're right. upstairs. There's residential on Congress. Yeah, we're there. upstairs too. There's a building two blocks over, kind of over by Chipotle. One of the same kind of these buildings. That's uh, an architect lives in it. Guys, they just built one right yeah, on the street. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you can have a Congress address. Austonian. Guess so. It's not that rare. But it, it is crazy, like, when you put the business level or business class of service on something, what it jumps it up. Because, for instance, I mean, our, we're an internet company, and we have a pretty high-traffic site, but we actually pay more for our server's rent than we pay for our rent for our company. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That. They they use a lot more AC than we do, though. I guess so, <laughs> but, I mean, that's like, you know, I guess they include utilities at that. But it's crazy that, you know, the 10 square feet that our server sits in Cost more than the rent for the rest of our company for all of our employees. Ten square feet. It's like fucking four square feet. Yeah. It's a fucking tiny ass little square. I mean, it's a clo- It's like a closet next to a closet. Yeah, it's like ten cubic feet, maybe. But there is a lot of AC in there. There's a lot of AC. Brr. Hey, you know, the- it, it, just to, since we're talking about business stuff too, I'm always amazed. Just to bring this back to current events, that we actually pay more in healthcare than we do in rent and parking for everybody in the company. Oh wow! That, that's yeah. that's one of our biggest expenses. It's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it, right? It's I mean, pretty that, crazy. That is crazy. That healthcare comes from your company. 
I, I've always wondered where the hell that started. That, you know, you don't get anything else in your life from your company. I know it's like an old union thing or something. Yeah, it just started one day. That yeah. We all just kind of accept that that's the way it is, that your health care goes with your job. I mean, I don't know where it should come from, but... I think it probably started from people getting injured on the job and suing the places that they worked for. And there was insurance against that? Yeah. And then it became insurance, like... I mean, at some point, health insurance morphed into health care plans. Yeah. Where it's yeah. not just insurance. It seems like it should be, like, the individual's responsibility and not the company's responsibility. Yeah, but, you know, you don't get your car loan. From your company, you don't get your home loan from your company. You don't get you don't get no, your no, auto no, insurance. No, I'm from agreeing your with you. I'm saying like you should. There should be more competition. Like I should be able to go like, okay, my health insurance policy is going to be up. I'm going to go shop around. I'm going to go look at like five different places today. Yeah, like even if I don't want to pay what my company's rate is, if they make me pay part of my premium, I can go somewhere else and look at it. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. I'd like a little more. I'd like a little more competition. Do you think there's any companies that are big enough where they have medical staff? Absolutely. Like they just have a doctor on staff. I would I would think so, yeah. That would make sense. What uh-huh. about a doctor? Maybe nurses? Like that, that Microsoft campus is huge, right? Like right. Up in Redmond? They've got to have There's like... There's got to be a medical like staff. emergency aid or something there. Well, I would say that. You say that, but I mean, just because a lot of people... Well, yeah, 90,000 employees. Yeah, but they're spread out across a bunch of different places. True, but they got to have tons. I, I, you know what? Uh, Disney has a hospital on campus in Florida. I know because I went there once. Now, is that Disney Parks? They, wait a minute. It's just Disney employees. It's like a Disney-run hospital for Disney employees. And they treat crabs? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, and mermaids. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Do not ruin the illusion. <laughs> what did you go to the hospital for, Jack? Actually, I, I fell off a bike. We it. <laughs> so I worked at the Disney MGM Studios. Which you know the now... little mini bike that he rides with <laughs> wears the top hat or the fez? <laughs> While Cobra striking I worked at the Disney MGM <laughs> Studios. And in the uh, that's the one. It's now Disney's Hollywood Studios. But it's huge. And unlike uh, Epcot or uh, the Magic Kingdom, there's no easy access. Like, Magic Kingdom is actually built on top of tunnels. I don't know if people – a lot of people know about that. Yeah. But So you can go underground and get to any part of the park, like, just, you know, by climbing up some stairs. And uh, anyway, they don't they didn't have that at the, uh, the place I worked, but they had bikes backstage where you could actually take a bike from one end of the park to the other where, you know, guests couldn't see you. And so it was just a quicker way to get around. Like, if you want to go to the cafeteria – it was like, you know, a 15-minute walk or, you know, a two-minute bike ride. So I, I, I was on a bike, and uh, I was talking with someone and completely hit a curb and fell and scraped my knee. They're like, well, you have to go to the, the hospital because I was bleeding. Was it a nice hospital? Well, it's just like it, it – was, it wasn't too crazy. You know, it was just the uh... – Donald Duck was the chief of surgery, and it really <laughs> raised questions. Goofy came out with scalpels, and it was pretty scary. I just like that, you know – then Jack is now the guy who fucks up the bike thing for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, they take away the goddamn Now bikes. everyone has to walk 15 minutes instead of riding a bike for two minutes. You know that's what happened, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, the funny thing is they did take out the bikes uh, shortly after that. <laughs> not, not because of me, but because... No, not because of you. Not because of you. Definitely never, not. never this you. This is months after. But no, they, they actually had an older female employee who she fell off a bike and she claimed that her manager forced her to ride the bike. Like, to go somewhere to get something. And so OSHA came in and said, you got to get rid of the bikes. So now there's, like, go-karts. Or not go-karts, but uh, golf carts in the back. No, that's cool. And that's every, much safer. Every yeah, employee sure. weighs 15 pounds more now. Then, yeah. Yeah, golf carts are always way better than a bike. <laughs> you know, are, are, if you get on a bike or get in a golf cart, which one are you think, Jeff, you're more likely to take off a jump? Uh, <laughs> for me, yeah, I don't know. I've seen Jackass. I'm really pretty excited to take a golf cart off. Yeah, you're doing the golf cart for sure, right? Yeah, because you yeah. get hurt on the bike. You think you're immune? You're to safe the golf in the cart. golf cart. You got yeah. a roof. 
Yeah, I think golf cart's a bad choice. <laughs> you drive over shit. You know, you think you're immune. That's like the second when we when we all were in Seattle and we all rode Segways that day. The first thing the guy said was, "Don't go off curbs. Don't try to jump anything." And we were like, "Yeah, no problem, buddy." As soon as we rounded that corner, I was like, "What can I jump?" He's also like, "Don't use the red key. The red key will make you go fast." We all like turned the corner, like, "All right, everyone, put the red key in." Yep. That was fun. We were jousting. We were playing tag on Segways <laughs> in true. the park in Seattle. That was, was. I don't even. I have like that was one of my first time. That might have been my first time ever in Seattle, and I have no idea where we were. Like, if I were to look at a map, I have no idea where that. There was, was a lake, and yeah. we were like in an area around the lake, yeah. and it yeah. was gorgeous. Yeah. I remember that being like one of the nicest, nicest days I've ever experienced in my life. It was awesome. Like the, it was so much fun. Yeah, the weather was perfect, and there were all there was like five thousand people out at that lake, and there were all those little restaurants where people were drinking mm-hmm. in the daytime, and then we were running around like idiots on the segways, and then we ended up under uh, like a freeway overpass. Right. Like, oh you know, yeah, yeah, we were like in a blacktop parking lot with like one of those fenced-in basketball courts underneath a freeway, but it was really quiet that day, and it was very surreal to me because we were just everyone was moving around, but they were silent because they're electric. So it was just like everyone's kind of like drifting all around that parking lot. Yeah. Very surreal moment. It was and good times. You remember what that was for? What we were there for? I, was it the original PAX? We were there for PAX 1. Yeah. And what was the attendance of PAX 1? It was like 8,000 or 5,000? Uh, no, I think you're no. It. it was like 2,900, I, I think. I think it was 3,000 or somewhere wow. around there. You can look it up on Wikipedia, it shows. But I think, it, yeah, it was like 3,000. And then the second PAX was like 6,000, and it was crazy. Do you remember that vendor room? It was us yeah. and Ubisoft, I think. Yeah. Wow. And, and the guys who had the virtual reality ball. No, no, the virtual reality ball was later. That was, was the next year. Yeah. That was the year. The first year, I don't know if we there were, was a vendor we, room. We, we had, had that long in table foyer. in the foyer, and we had to like have somebody babysit the stuff because it was open 24 hours a day, remember? Yeah. And that was when Joel was signing his name, Joel Heyman Joel. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to every PAX. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Let's keep that alive. Man, that's crazy. And what is this PAX that we're currently going to hit this year? Seven? I don't know. Something like yeah, that. something like that. I guess the three of us have been to every PAX. Well, we found out our panel at PAX in Boston is going to be Saturday. At 3.30 p.m. Right, and we'll be showing some very cool stuff. Do not miss that. And Joel and I will be at Emerald City Comic Con this Saturday, which is March 13th, I believe. Yes, that's Sounds correct. Right. And we will be there from 11 to 12 in the Halo Waypoint booth at Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. Nice. Uh, and we'll be giving away some DVDs. I think we're going to give away reconstruction DVDs and just sign them. But we're only going to be there for one hour, and that's it. We're just uh, stopping by the Waypoint booth as part of, like, a Halo community day. And then you also have uh, a South by Southwest interactive panel the day after that, don't you? Yeah, but I don't – yeah, I mean, yeah, we are. I, I don't know how many people listen to podcasts or going to South by Southwest, but on Sunday I will be on a panel at South by Southwest at 11 in the morning again. I have to double check that maybe ten. I think it's eleven thirty actually. I just looked it up on the South by Southwest website. But it's the merch panel. It'll be me, guys from uh, Busted Tees, uh, Thirty Second Bunnies, and Despair.com. And uh-huh. and then uh, the next week will be South by Southwest. <laughs> I will be on vacation and appearing at every venue that has free alcohol from Monday to Thursday next week. We might be announcing this a little prematurely, but we're also going to have an event at the Alamo Draft House here in Austin. Sometime in April. We're oh, still, are we? Yeah, we're still working out the details. What's news to me? What are we showing? We're not on the calendar yet, but uh, we're hoping for April 1st. It's Alamo Ritz? For a 7th anniversary show, yeah. Uh, South Lamar. South Lamar. Mm-hmm. But we're working it out. We'll uh, we'll post some details as soon as we, we have a date finalized. That's exciting. Yeah. All right, so is it lunchtime? I think so. Let's right. go fight some food. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, Toodles. Guys.